welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilstow, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. Welcome to this episode of the Holistic Author Show. In this episode, I want to talk about not just world building for a book or a series, but world building an entire universe and how that happens. Historical authors, especially in some of the panels that I've attended or conferences that I've listened to around Regency authors, have talked a lot about that you will do research for your book. And this isn't just historical authors, but a lot of times you'll do research for a book and then you'll have so much research that you won't be able to fit it all into the book. Sometimes people will try to fit their research into the book and that's where if you read a book and all of a sudden at, you know, the, a pivotal scene, all, you read like kind of what you would think you'd hear like in a college class or in a documentary, that's usually a sign that the author has too much information for one book and is having difficulty narrowing that down or cutting that down to fit the narrative. When you build worlds, I feel like that is even more difficult. And it's something that I've discovered with my fantasy world. The more stories I write, the more I live in this world, in my head, of course, not in reality. <laughs> the more I think about this world and think about what I want to do and the stories I want to tell, the more connections I'm seeing between not just this my fantasy world as far as my contemporary or sometimes people talk about role fantasy between that world and my mythology world for example the more that i work with that the more stories i tell the more ideas i have the more this world seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and some of that is on purpose i have often talked about my introduction to fantasy being the world of Valdemar, Mercedes Lackey. She has written many, many trilogies in this world. And as you read through, especially when you do Arrows and then the Wind series and then the Mage Storm series, and there's a few standalone books in there, the Owl series, as each series and trilogy goes along, then you're learning more and more about the world and things that happened in the past have re repercussions in the future. I don't want to talk about too much about that because I don't want to get into spoilers, but it's very clear that the world of Valdemar exists and it exists in, of course, the author's imagination, her co-author's imagination, but also the readers and the fan community. And that's the kind of world that I wanted to create with my fantasy world. And that's the kind of world that I really love, a world that you can sink into. I'm thinking as well about Tolkien's world. I have not read The Cimmerillion. I actually haven't read The Hobbit. I've seen the movies. 
But you can get the sense that Tolkien created this rich world that existed long before the books. Um, as far as you can tell that there's a history there. And it's going to exist and keep existing long after you finish the last book chronologically or watch the last movie. It's still going to exist. The fans live in this world. They, you know, there's fan fiction in this world. It's just a really robust, well-written world. And this is something that I see a lot in fantasy. And I admit, as somebody who wrote paranormal romance and science fiction romance, and as somebody who still edits in those genres for, for authors, what I see on the romance side, and of course the focus in romance is on the romantic story, but you still, especially in your paranormal and science fiction romance, want to build just this rich, wondrous world that feels like it could exist, that allows the reader to suspend their disbelief. But it feels like the world is built just for this book or just for this series. I don't get the sense that things will continue to go on. I don't have the sense that there's been a long history. I mean, sure, if you read, for example, science fiction romance where the trope is a human woman is kidnapped to become the um, mate of some hunky alien, you get the, the sense that there was a, some things were happening. There was a history before the abduction of the heroine from Earth. You get the feeling that the, this couple and their children, because usually children are involved in these books, that this couple and their children, their lives will continue. But it's not the same sense of a full, rich world. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And in fact, this may even turn into a bit of a series. We'll see how the time goes. The questions, however, that need to be asked, I think, are why would you want to do this? Why would you want to go all to the work to the work of creating a world, creating a universe, and then only use it for specific books? But also, what does it take to do so? And that's why I said I feel like this this may turn into a series. And I want to start with why you want to do that. I've touched on it before. But the more real that your world feels, especially if it is a fantasy or science fiction or not based in our contemporary or recognizable historical worlds, is that the more real it feels, the easier it's going to be for your readers to suspend disbelief. One of the biggest issues that readers have with and, and fantasy kind of is my wheelhouse so that's where I'll be talking but one of the problems readers have is if questions start propping up in their mind if they start thinking about you know well what do these people do for money what do these people do for this or that then that is going to break their suspension of disbelief it's going to basically poke holes in the background and it's going to lessen your reader's enjoyment of the story if all of a sudden they're thinking about how the mechanics of your world works or what happens as opposed to the story that's unfolding in front of them. The more detail you have written down, even if it doesn't make it into the book, 
the more that world is going to feel fleshed out because your characters will naturally move within that world, make decisions within that world, within, for example, the political systems, the sociological or anthropological systems, the cultural systems. And a lot of us start out, and, and I did too, you start out by writing a story, you build the world enough so that story feels we real, um, it could feel weird too, but mostly it feels real. And then you will, if if it's a world you want to stay in, a world will have you build out more and more and more. And that's kind of what started for me. I wrote, I've talked often about it, an alternate history, young adult historical book. And I've rewritten it now from scratch, like two or three times it's still not really where I want it to be or with a story I want to tell. But that world, even though this book is set back in the 1860s, the world itself obviously has continued. And I then basically had the thought, well, you know what? This historical story isn't working for a variety of reasons. What happens if I just start writing about this world right now? I started doing that and that world has since become fleshed out. That world feels really re real to me. I've thought of other offshoot groups that exist in the world that maybe aren't part of the main group. I have now, um, I don't think I put it up on the par impar site, but I have brought my magical, my magic users in my contemporary fantasy setting over to join up with my myth mythological figures to basically say, hey, this is all one universe. I am working on a short story now set about 1920s, early 1920s, maybe as late as 1924. Again, featuring this character, featuring some things that happen in the late 1900s, 1910s, after the end of World War One, and then Prohibition comes, and what effects do, does Prohibition have on my magic users and on the various factions within there. But you can see that once I started with that thread, that thread then has become woven into a full tapestry and what this does is it gives me a multitude of stories to tell. If I ever get burnt out with telling the stories about this main group, then I have these other offshoot groups that I've got notes on. I have all of these other people in this world, these other places within this world I can go, which means pretty much <laughs> my writing is set for the rest of my life. I mean, I can... I can't imagine not writing in this world in some way, shape, or form, no matter where that takes me. And so when you build out a fully fleshed world like that, it really gives you possibilities. It really opens up your own creative world and it taps into your creativity. Here at The Holistic Author, I want to talk not just about writing craft, but also kind of the inner mental work, although I'm not really a fan of those terms, but what it takes to be a, a creative being, a, somebody who is a storyteller. And it really is a good way to enhance your writing, enhance your creativity, to create a broad world like this and just start playing what if with various aspects. It also will help 
one of my biggest fears that I guess 20 years later I can say did turn out to be true but one of the reasons why I did not pursue getting an agent very much I pursued it a little but I did not pursue it a lot um, for a couple of reasons but one of the reasons why I didn't pursue it is because I always thought if I'm writing for a publisher I am going to have to write what the publisher wants me to write. And what if I get bored writing steamy romance, which, you know, 20 years ago, I couldn't imagine. I thought, man, I'm going to be doing this forever. And then, you know, five, seven years ago, I really started to kind of get burnt out on it and burn out on some of the things I think going on in Romance Landia, which can be a very tumultuous place at times. But I don't want to write that so I created this fantasy world and this place where I do want to play and I've set up the parameters primarily through self-publishing which I absolutely love and with the exception of playing with some short stories and some shorter pieces of fiction that I talked about in a previous podcast I don't think I'll go back to writing for a publisher um, unless it's a pretty sweetheart deal anytime soon but I have set up the parameters now where I don't have to fear that burnout. I don't have to fear what if I get bored. And that is due in a large part to this vast expansive fantasy world that I have created because in doing so, I have now given myself opportunities. I have different things to look at. I have different avenues to explore. And in fact, at this point, I have so many avenues to explore. I probably will run out of time in my lifetime rather than stories to explore, which on one hand is a little scary to contemplate. On the other hand, I probably won't be dealing with writer's block anytime soon, which is kind of nice. And that is another good reason to build out your fantasy world like this, because when you have a lot of options, you can start to think about, you know, if you write your character into a corner, you can start to think about, well, what other aspects of this world could perhaps come to this character's aid? Or if you just realize a story or a character isn't working, you can simply start another one. You can write something different. And so really working on that creativity really has a lot of options. And so that brings us to the next question, which is how do you do that? And I want to stop right here. And I want to say, first of all, while I have seen checklists of things you should think about, about your fantasy or science fiction world, your speculative fiction world, and this definitely, I think, would um, also pass over into your contemporary genres, your romance, your young adult, your mysteries, your thrillers, your suspense. Some of those questions you may think are really easy to answer, but they also could invite you to look at, you know, socioeconomic systemic issues. If you are writing a mystery or a suspense, you may want to look at some diversity, equity, and inclusion work to find out why different things are happening or what motives drive different characters. There's all sorts of things that you can do 
within our contemporary world and looking at these world building spreadsheets or world building checklists and really dive deep and get into the heart of some things that I believe will really bring a lot of depth and a lot of resonance to your writing. And so I don't want you to be listening to this thinking, oh, well, they're talking about world building that's just for science fiction and fantasy. I don't have to deal with that because I'm writing a story set in our contemporary modern day or I'm writing a historical Western. There's still a lot of world building that goes into that. And a lot of, I believe, what goes beyond just the surface level. And if there's one thing that you could take away from this podcast, that one thing is whenever, whatever world you're building, whatever story you're writing, if you can go beyond the surface level, if you can just go beyond the quick and easy knee jerk answers for some of these questions, I believe again, it's going to make your story better. It's going to give you more richness, more depth. It's going to make your characters more real. And as a writer, it will eventually bring you greater options because you will be able to do things and answer questions and explore areas that may be things that you never thought about when you began your story. So I do want to encourage you to look at your world building, but also make sure that you know that you don't have to write a college level thesis about your world before you even start to write your story. The way you start building that rich world, that world that has depth and has nuance and has shades of color, not just black and white, the way you build that world is you simply start where you are with your story. I think that's where anybody needs to start. There are questions that your story will demand that you answer and have answers for. And so when you start with those questions and you start looking beyond the surface as you're answering those questions, that will eventually suggest to you additional questions. That will eventually suggest to you the things that you may need to do or the things that you may need to look at. And from there, it's just a matter of following the dots. The world that I have created, for example, my fantasy world, I would say that it has probably been a good decade in the making. The first five years of that was simply me probably writing and rewriting that one book. Um, getting laughed at at a convention when I took the first page. Um, fun fact, don't do that. If, if, you're, in a, if you're in a convention panel where... Um, you're doing, you know, live critiques of like the first page. Don't laugh at people's work. I'll just, you know, throw that out there. But, you know, having some things happen that made me really want to go back, dig deeper and rethink this story and rethink what I'm doing with it. The world itself really kind of grabbed me and held on. And so that's what made me think, well, maybe I should write contemporary and that will help lead me back into the past to see the changes that I was trying to get at or what I was trying to do with that very narrowly focused story. And so start where you are. Just basically answer the questions as they come up. Don't be afraid to let yourself imagine. I mean, keep writing. Definitely words on the page is what a writer does. But there's also a good 
chance that you're going to think about your world, think about your characters, think about the things that are happening. You're going to think about all of that. And in doing so, that will help you build a richer world. So we're coming to the end of this show and I have barely scratched the surface. So the first thing I want to say is if there is a question about world building, if there's a question about building a rich, lush universe for you and your readers to play in, I want you to reach out feedback at musecharmer.com and send me those thoughts, send me those questions. I would love to answer them on a future show. Also drop a comment in the show notes if something I said resonated with you, if you have an experience with building your world, and if you know something I said has, has helped you with your book or helped you with your story. I also want to encourage you, there's some links at the bottom of the page to support the show. The Muse Charmer Network and this show are both listener supported. So if you want to keep getting this great content, feel free to become a supporter through Kofi, through Libera Pay, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Libera Pay, or through Patreon. And I look forward to answering your questions, talking about world building and various aspects of writing and being a holistic author in the future. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to The Holistic Author Show, presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Muse Charmer Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.